this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so glad and honored to be with you guys today. And uh, I tell you, I'm excited because this month uh, in June, which can you believe we're already in June? It's like crazy to think we're already in the month of June and sort of halfway through the year almost. You know, it's like time is flying by so quickly. It's crazy. But this month in June, I, I'm excited because, of course, again, I you know have a Book of the Month program. We have really good books come out every month to all of our partners uh, who who are uh, you know part of the book of the month program here at identitynetwork.net and and I'm excited because once again this is an opportunity for every one of you to begin to engage in learning and educating yourselves of the things of the kingdom of God and also knowing how to attract things into your life that you know God is meant for it to be in in your in His will and I'm excited because this month is a really cool book and many of you know I don't talk about money a whole lot I really don't you know um and but it's part of something that has always been in my dna because i do believe that people need to be able to to know how to be able to prosper period you know i mean let's just face it i mean who doesn't want to prosper who doesn't want to you know be in good health you know who doesn't want to be able to you know um just really just know that there's enough money there for them but also this month within this book not only do i talk about and target a little bit more of the money and the wealth process of it but basically what that looks like for you uh, because everything that you have outwardly is only going to be an expression of who you are inwardly that's just how the kingdom of god functions and flows and so no matter how many times we quote things and look at things and say man i want to i want to get that book because i want to know how to prosper the key thing is this book is going to really help you out a whole lot more than probably other books will because the simple fact that I teach the value of what it means to be wealthy and a lot of you might have the paradigm of being wealthy looks like that means I've got the big car the big home I've got the money in the bank and that's only an outward expression of materialism that's all that is what really causes you to know that you are wealthy is knowing your value system, knowing your identity, knowing your authenticity. You know, when people ask me, is it really like you really consider wealth as, you know, knowing your authentic self? I'm like 101% I do because the person who knows themselves will know what they themselves like, you know, for lack of better words, you know, bad English here, but but they'll know what themselves will want, right? And so when we deal with the value system of knowing themselves, knowing ourselves is understanding that when I know myself, I will know exactly what I'm looking for. I'll know exactly you know, um, what it looks like when I get it. I'll know exactly what uh, joy feels like. I'll know exactly what uh, depression feels like. I'll know exactly what it means to put myself in a place of realignment, uh, knowing what that realignment looks like and where it should be for me. That's what it means to know your authentic self, to know who you are, who God created you to be on this amazing, beautiful planet. And when people ask me things such as, you know, why are we here? Are we here to, you know, um, 
Are we here to just get people saved? Are we here to, you know, make a lot of money? Why are we here? I would say both of those sound great, but they're only half of the equation. You know, we're not here just to do this. A lot of extremities in the body of Christ will bring you to a place of, I'm here just to serve God, just to praise God, just to get people saved. You know, what happened is you limit yourself and you limit God when you say just, just, just. We're not here just to do this. (laughs) Those are some of the big, huge portion of things that we'll always discover every single day of our lives, the rest of our lives. Because the moment, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, which I won't mention because they might listen to my podcast, but I was talking to somebody the other day and, and, and this person had mentioned to me in a conversation, they said, we're just here to, you know, uh, to win the lost and we're just here to praise God. That's it. And I'm like, that's a limited belief. It's a really narrow-minded, limited belief. And you hurt yourself by saying that because the truth is, I'm not here just to do that. You think God put me on this planet with trees and valleys and grass and and, and seasons? Uh, you know, uh, seeing how the colors of the, of the leaves change and and put me here also with millions or billions of people with different ethnic backgrounds and different ways of thinking and looking for me just to do one thing? Absolutely not. That's narrow-mindedness. That's that's ridiculous thinking. Because the kingdom of God, even in the parables, tells us the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like that. And so we read even all these different parables of what the kingdom of God is even like. And yet he gives all these different examples. And all these different examples of God's kingdom actually lead to different things. You know, the, the, the talent, bearing it, bearing it in the sand while the other ones, you know, went into it, went in, uh, invested it, you know, and so guess who got cursed? The one who actually hid it in the sand. You know, other ones like the, the five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins of those who were prepared that had their, oil, you know, oil within their, their lanterns prepared, you know, so they, in other words, they had vision of what their future should look like because they knew that, you know, I'm going to be prepared in anything and everything I do, which has nothing to do with the other one parable of the one where, who buried the thing in the sand. You know, you think of all the different parables of, uh, you think of the story that was told about how there's one guy lay in the street, sort of beat up, three people walk by him, and one person happens to say, hey, I'm going to help this guy, put him up in a, we'll just say a, a hotel, for lack of better words, put him up in a hotel, pay for it, let him get some rest, and give him a night's, you know, chill, pretty much. That had nothing to do with the other two. So in order for us to sit here and say, we're here just for this, it's a narrow-minded, ignorant statement. It's not part of the fullness of God. And that's where people miss it. And that's what leads people to an extremity within Christianity or any religion is when you go to, this is why we're here. You know, this is the mission. No, 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 that's, that's a lie. That's a lie from pits of hell. That is some of the full totality of why I'm here. If, if, if God wanted me just to do one thing, then bottom line is this. Then he wouldn't give me different seasons. He wouldn't care if I'm cold or hot. He wouldn't make that stuff. He wouldn't, you know, he, he would make everybody the same pretty much with just different mindsets. He wouldn't make colors. I mean, everything in creation would be a total waste. So what you're saying to me is God wastes everything in creation for nothing, for nonsense. It means absolutely nothing at all because we're here just to win souls for Jesus. You know, that's idiotic. I'm sorry. It just is because the kingdom of God has different definitions and the fullness of things I will take the, be, uh, take the rest of my life trying to figure out and learn and explore. And so there's a lot more of why I'm here on this planet. I'm here to prosper. Yes. I'm here to take care of people. Yes. I'm here to make money. Yes. I'm here to live healthy. Yes. I'm here to take care of my body. Yes. I'm here to get a job. Yes. I'm here to, you know, provide for my family. Yes. 
I'm here to do all that stuff, and all of it is equally important. If not, then 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 Jesus would not, and Paul would not have given examples of loving God is like uh, you know a, a couple that gets together. You know uh, what the husband does, the wife does. I mean, so the key thing is all that would just be a waste. And it's showing the narrow-mindedness of a person, but it's also showing how disrespectful it is to God who gave us everything in this universe to explore. So you got to start thinking when you use the word just, just how narrow-minded the word just can be. Because when we begin to look at the kingdom, we begin to discover, like in my book, which is, by the way, it's called Wealth-Minded versus Poor-Minded. Wealth-Minded versus Poor-Minded. We begin to discover the value, the authenticity of who we, who I am and why I'm here and what I'm, what I'm, all the different things I'm called to do and all the different great, beautiful things that I'm called to, to, to create and all the beautiful things I'm here to attract and all the beautiful things I'm here to, uh, to, to collaborate with other people on, what I'm here to collaborate with God on because I have a life and my life is not a number nor is it a robot just to do one thing for God. If that's the case then you know what you have no creativity God whatsoever. I have more creativity than you do God if that's the case. Right? I'm being honest and blunt. But no, God is 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 beyond anything I'm able to ask or think. So when we use the word just, we're literally disrespecting the Father. And so when we think of wealth-minded versus poor-minded, what we're talking about is this. Wealth-minded means authenticity, originality, knowing who you are, knowing your identity in Him, understanding the concept of, of having vision, realizing that you're here to give, you're here to receive, and you're here to give, and you're here to multiply, and you're here to create, and understanding all these principles. And when you know all these things, know how to attract, know how to manifest, you know, know how to um, collaborate, know how to expand, know how to produce. When you understand all these things, you have a wealth mind. Because the mind of Christ is nothing more than pure expansion and productivity and unlimitedness in everything we do. And if not, then why would, the, why would one of the greatest apostles say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength? Because what he's saying is when you get into the mind of Christ, you understand that I can do all things. Not just win souls, not just do this, not just praise God, but I can do all things. God is God says I am that I am. He is the allness. He is the fullness of everything. And so because of that, you've got to begin to move in that place to uh, to realize and understand that wealth minded means exactly that that you have learned that you have unlearned. You've learned to unlearn the things you've learned and move into the unlimitedness and the fullness of God's kingdom and the sense of realizing the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want I'm not in need I'm not in desperation I'm not in a mode where I look at myself and I think to myself I've got to make sure that you know I've got to have this or this because that just mentality can bring forth scarcity oh I just got to have this and I'll be okay if I can just win the lottery if I can just do this that's a poor mindset we're talking body, soul, and spirit. Natural thinking lines up with soulish thinking and spiritual thinking. And don't think for a moment that you can say, well, I'm rich in the Lord. I speak in tongues. I do all this stuff in church. And, and yet you go home and, and you're sitting here begging God for more money and you're binding every debt demon you can, making up demons. Because the bottom line is, you know, you don't realize it's actually the, the vain imagination you have that you need to cast down, which is a poor-minded mentality. Because God wants you to understand your wealth value system and realize that you know what that no matter how a bad economy gets and here's the key thing how you can tell if somebody does have a 
poor-minded mentality is when you get in your people and, they, and and here's here's what's funny even about my family and, and friends and different people is when somebody say well they say well they say well they say economy is getting worse well they say you know that um this present's bad well they say and i want to say who's they and here's the key thing even for all of us that are you know believers is who are they when you begin to say they here's what you're saying when you say they you mean cnn you mean fox news you mean social media facebook instagram all these sound good, but the bottom line is they are all lying to you. Every one of them are nothing more than giving their own opinions of how they perceive life and reality for themselves. You don't want to do that. Don't disrespect yourself by, by believing what they say. Well, they say the gas prices go up. They say bread prices have gone up. They say Social Security. When you begin to do that, you're speaking from a poor mindset. Because poor mindset means this, that you're believing what everybody else tells you. As opposed to doing research on your own, but not even just research on your own, but realizing your job is to look up and know your redemption draws nigh. When you look up and realize, I am not on the system of this planet. Therefore, I can be like Joseph or David or the, or Moses. I can be like those that God uses to say, look, I don't care what goes on in the, in your government or your, or your world because I am, I am your government. I am the one that you look up to. So when you think of poor money versus wealth minded, you have to think of realizing that do I need to focus on what the world says is expensive for me or what, what I can't afford, what I could not afford, what, you know, if I work hard enough, I can get or whatever. The key thing is wealth-minded means I am the wealth and I don't look at prices and I don't have to worry about, um, you know, uh, uh, looking at these things. Why? Let me tell you why. Is it is it good to use wisdom? A hundred and one percent. And I know that's why I'm going to say this because I don't want people to call me out on this. Use wisdom. Use wisdom. Absolutely yes. Wealth-minded doesn't mean you buy things that are expensive. Wealth-minded means you buy things and don't care how much it is, but yet you understand the quality of the item as well. Why would I buy, you know, let's say, for example, a Lamborghini. If a Lamborghini is not really, let's say, for example, if I can't get parts easy, the parts will be expensive or, uh, you know, um, they're not made anywhere in my city or state. So I'd have to go far away to have it done versus an amazing car. Let's say, for example, like a Honda Accord. Or maybe, let's say, like a BMW, you know, because maybe uh, I have parts are less expensive or maybe they have better, you know, plans on their cars or maybe like a Honda Accord, which uh, Hondas have been known for years to have good residual value to them. That if I turn around and sell in a couple of years, you know what, I can still make good money off of it. So guess what? That's a wealth minded mentality. Not I'm going to buy a Lamborghini because that's what wealth people, wealthy people do. That is not true. Sam Walton that owned Walmart, didn't, he didn't wear Prada and Gucci and all this other stuff. Do I have some of that? Sure I do. Do I buy it constantly? No. You know, because I, I learned to understand the wealth minded shows me I don't pay attention to price tags, but I don't care because I'm not into the having to buy it because it's very expensive. That's not a wealth minded mentality. A wealth minded mentality is what would be good for me? What do I need that will last me for a long time? What is healthy for me? What is good that's got good, is good material that will last a long time? You know, and that way you, because the moment you have that mentality, that's a wealth minded mentality. The moment you move into the place of saying, well, I just got to buy it because it's got a big, expensive brand name to it. That's not wealth-minded, folks. That's not taking a leap of faith. That's being poor-minded because what you're doing is you're buying something that you know you're only buying it for the name brand, not even because you can afford it. But yet you know the price of it is too out of too much out of your league, right? 
But when you begin to just sort of transcend past prices and you say, hey, I buy things that are of quality and good material. Don't pay, don't pay attention to the brand name or the price tag. I buy it because my mind is wealthy to know what will last me longevity wise. What is good for me to get? Well, you know, and those are sustainable things that you have to remember that it comes, it comes from a wealth minded. The mind of Christ speaks of productivity, longevity, creativity. It speaks of all these amazing, beautiful things. And because of that, that's where we have to begin to look at reality and realize what truly is wealth minded versus poor minded. If I go into a store and I say, oh, this store is too expensive for me. I have a poor mentality and what I'm saying is this is beyond my means. I can't afford this because I don't make the kind of money, which means I don't fit here. Yet Paul said to be all things to all people, you might win some. Now you might say, well, that doesn't mean that, Jeremy. Don't distort the, you know, the, the scripture meaning that. No, what it's saying is this, is you can apply that to that. You can easily apply yourself to say, to say, I belong at any store. I belong anywhere. Because I can blend in because I know that if God wants me to, to buy something or do something or give something away or bless somebody with something, then that's not even a question for me. The moment I question it is when I should question what kind of mentality and mindset I have, right? Because only the mind of Christ would speak of non-questioning but knowing my wisdom. The poor-mindedness would speak of me doing something based on, oh my God, my limitation, my limitation, my limitation, my limitation. That's what poor-minded people do. You know, and so when we birth forth some of these realities to ourselves, we realize, wow, I didn't realize how bad I've been thinking. Now, once again, these are only material type of natural examples I've given today. But you have to remember, we in the book, I deal with things of the soul. You know, what is poor-mindedness? Poor-minded is negativity negativity the mind the soul is the mind the will and the emotions the emotions of oh i'm i can't i, I don't feel comfortable in this in, in this situation because they're so much smarter than me and i'm, I'm just not that smart poor mindedness Oh my goodness, you know, there, I just, I feel so overwhelmed right now in this environment because I've never been to a luxurious restaurant. I've never been in the presence of someone famous. I've never been in the presence of, you know, uh, they have more anointing to, than I do. They're more experienced in this area. Oh, they prophesy better than me. Poor mindedness. When you understand wealth minded means you don't compare. You don't compare. You don't compete. Everyone's equal. In the sight of God. There is no favoritism, God said in His Word. Everybody should be able to realize that we've all been given the seed of faith. The Bible says it is dealt to every single man on this planet. That's my little putting my little two cents in. It's dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every person on this planet has the measure of faith. Well, I came from the wrong side of the tracks, and you know, Jeremy, I, I was born in poverty. It doesn't matter. You're still given the same measure of faith that that um you know anybody is, a multi-billionaire. Versus somebody who, who barely scrapes by with $10 a week. You're still given the measure of faith. It is what you do with it that counts. It is what you do with your life and the seed that God has invested in you. That will determine the outcome of what kind of mindset you have and what mindset you carry. Because the moment you begin to shift your mind into the understanding and the reality that I am beyond a price tag and I am beyond a limitation and I am beyond a poor mindset and I am beyond, you know, um, where I feel I'm, it's too much out of my league. You know what? Once you've grown out of all that childish stuff because you put away childish things, think of it this way. Why would God even say put away childish things? Because what do children do? Oh, they got a teddy bear bigger than I do. Oh, I want this toy, Mama. You know, Bobby has this toy. 
Because kids love to compare. They love to be able to have the attention. It's gimme, gimme, gimme. And that's a poor poverty mindset until they're able to grow into a place to realize just who cares if Bobby has a bigger toy than I do? Who cares if Bobby has a, or Susan has, you know, uh, is in a beauty pageant and I'm not because I feel like I'm not beautiful enough. When you get into the place of realizing, wait a minute, I am beautiful, period. I'm going to compete. I'm going to, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to, you know, go and, and, and try out for, for sports. What makes me different than anybody else? When you begin to move into that reality, you're realizing, wait a minute, I do have a wealth-minded consciousness because I've moved out of, you know, I can't do this because she has this and I'm going to pout and scream and cry because so-and-so has this. No, you begin to awaken to the reality of what true mindset you're supposed to have, which is the mind of Christ. That's the wealth mindedness. And that's the place I want you guys to all be today. Trust me when I say this to each one of you. You will have a dynamic level of peace when you move into that arena. You really do. I know from experience, you really, truly do. And I really want to encourage all of you to go right now and order this book. You can just download the book. You can order the paperback, whatever you want to do. But it's called Wealth-Minded versus Poor-Minded. Wealth-Minded versus Poor-Minded. It actually includes a lot of pro tips I've put in there that will help you to navigate through questions to ask yourself that will help you to understand of and to engage in what, in what mindset do I have. So I would say today, Go to the website, identitynetwork.net. Download or purchase the paperback book, Wealth Minded versus Poor Minded. Trust me when I say this to you guys. You guys will be glad you did. Because I want every one of you to, to not live in scarcity, not out, not out of money, but scarcity within your soul. Scarcity within your spirit, man. You know, uh, not even feeling like when I read a scripture, oh, I, I can't do that. I, he, God just asking too much of me. I've actually heard, had people in life coaching sessions tell me that's just asking too much of me, Jeremy. Why? Because I have a poor mindset. Poor is is limitation of everything. Not only can I not afford it, but it's I can't do it. I'm not worthy. I'm too big. I'm not smart. Um, I'm not anointed. God didn't choose me. So all of that comes from poor mindedness. And so I want to encourage you today, set yourself free. You're going to be shocked. It'll take you down a rabbit hole that will awaken you more than you've ever been awakened in your life. So go to identitynetwork.net, download or purchase today the book, Wealth Minded versus Poor Minded. You guys will be glad you did. I guarantee you. So by the way, as I close, let me just say this. Now, I always close with this because it's so important. If you don't like your day, here's what you do. Change your mindset. If you're going through a hard time right now and you're like, man, this morning just was rough. It was horrible. The kid was crying and my dog was throwing up, you know, whatever the case may be, then stop right now for a moment. Take a deep breath and say, you know what? I'm going to change the way I feel. I'm going to change the way I'm thinking right now. Sure, that this morning might have been, might have been bad, but I'm going to shift right now and say, but from this moment on, I'm going to start thinking happy thoughts. I'm going to feel that presence of joy and happiness. Because remember, happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice, folks. And I'm going to start feeling it and I'm going to start giving gratitude for even this morning. And you will watch and see where your day will slowly begin to shift into a more relaxed, powerful, happier day for you. So change your thoughts, you change your mind. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.